Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Tim Warden. Our mission is to honor God and deliver all His benefits. Good morning. Itong past couple of days ay nakakalungkot dahil na nawala ang isang kapatiran dito sa amin. Si Andre Manansala. You know, just last weekend he was playing drums. He's been a part of this church. And so, namatay ho siya nung Thursday, uh, Friday, Friday morning, early Friday morning. And uh, it's a very heavy thing for us. Baby pa siya, parang ako a, a father to him, a brother to him. Nung dumating ako dito, dumidedi pa siya. That's how long we've been together, family. So very close sa akin. And it's a, a deep, deep, deep <coughs> uh, pain, you know, when you lose someone like that. I'm going to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to teach us what is on His heart. And uh, l- l- let's pray together and ask, ask God to just really minister His Word to us this morning. Father, You know all things. You have control. We don't know. And we don't have control. So this morning, I just opened my life. I trust You that you're in control. You're a king on a throne and that will never change. And so, let it be relevant, let it be real, let it be a overdose of truth. Let us, Lord, hear your perspective. Kung sa emotions po, Panginoon, I think I'll be misled. I think magugulon lang ako. I, I just don't want my own emotions na siyang manguna. But I want your perspective that I could see the whole scenario as from your perspective, what you see about it. And that my feelings will be uh, aligned and converted to, to feel what you feel and to think what you think about it. So give us your perspective. We Humbly align ourselves to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Mga kapatid, there has always been a war that we cannot see. It's a war in the heavenlies, in a different dimension. No? Itong war neto started when Lucifer, one of God's created angels, ay nagrebelde sa Dios. And he became so arrogant and so self-centered, so self-focused. God cast him out. You can read about that doon po sa Isaiah chapter 14, doon ang verse 12 and hanggang 14, that God cast out Lucifer. So he became the devil on the earth. And do you know that there was this war against God and the devil? And kasama tayo doon because of sin, Satan deceived people and caused them to fall into sin. So parang sumama ho tayo. Lahat ng mga makasalanan, lahat ng nagkamali sa Diyos, sumama tayo sa rebellion ni Satan. And so there's war. The Bible says, you were once enemies of God. Pero ang good news ho is, nung dumating si Jesus, the angels declared, if you read the Christmas story, the angels declared, peace on earth. And now, goodwill toward men. So, Jesus came to end 
the war between us and God. So Jesus came and, you know, I just want to tell you this morning, wala nang gera between you and God. The war is over. If you want it, you just receive Christ, you get peace. In fact, what Jesus did was, He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. See? Kaya naparito si Jesus to make you into God's friends. Not only na tumigil yung war, but he beca- you, we became God's friends. Higit pa doon, we became His children even. And so, the, the, the cross of Jesus Christ, kung anong ginawa ni Jesus doon, it ended the war between us and God. But the war between Satan and uh, God was also won at the cross. So now, there's still a war, kind of. Na it's enforcing now the victory of the Lord. We have still an adversary. Mayroon pa rin kaaway. And when pagtinanggap mo si Jesus, you automatically get a kalaban. Eh. You, you, joining forces with the side of God automatically means that you are in a war zone. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 5.8, Watch out because the devil, your adversary, your enemy, Di mo akalain na mayroon ka palang kaaway? Meron. Just the fact na tinanggap mo si Jesus, you automatically got an enemy. And that's the devil. And I want to share with you today, kasi itong nangyari kay Andre, ay hindi gawa ng Diyos. Ito ay signature na gawa ng kaaway. This is the, the work, the handiwork of Satan in the lives of God's children. Galit siya sa mga anak ng Diyos and he wants to destroy their lives, our lives. So I want to just share with you today what I, what I see is happening in the spirit world. Don't be deceived and don't be ignorant. Alam mo, yung pinakagrabing kalaban mo, yung pinakadelikado ng kalaban, is yung kalaban na hindi mo andyan o hindi mo alam na mayroon ka palang kalaban. If you remember what happened doon sa Twin Towers, no, the, the terrorist dressed up like pilots. Mga piloto, and they took the airplanes and crashed it into the World Trade Center. Kaya, they were very dangerous and very devastating to America. Bakit? Hindi akalain ang America na mayroon pala silang kaaway dyan. Kamukhang piloto. They, they look like American citizens. They, they're just... And then... Hindi mo alam na yung nagmamaneho ng sasakyan mo is actually trying to kill you. So the worst enemy is the one that you don't know. Okay, let's not be ignorant. Let's not be unaware. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, so that Satan will not outsmart us, we are familiar with his evil schemes. Okay, 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says the devil prowls around. Ano yung word prowl? Para siya yung, kung nakakita ka ng pusa, na very, parang on the hunt, nag-hunting ka ng pusa, nag-ahabol siya ng uh, something na ipis o daga or what. Na, yung kanyang paglakad, yan yung prowling. Na para siyang in war mode, hunt, hunting mode siya. And the Bible says the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking looking for someone whom he can devour. Okay? So, we must not be ignorant. Gusto kong na-share ngayong umaga, 
Who is this Satan? What does he do? And how can we beat him? Okay, Bian? So, if you see on your handouts, all the notes are there. By faith. <laughs> you know, sorry about that, but the, I felt the Holy Spirit is leading us to a different uh, direction. So, yung, yung ating naka-prepared na topic, we just push that out. And we're making way for the changes that God wants for this morning. So, who is the devil? Number one, he's a liar. Inuuliko, the devil is a liar. Jesus said in John 8 verse 44, when he lies, he speaks his native language. Kumbaga, napaka natural kay Satan to lie. He is a liar and the father of lies. The devil will lie to you. He will tell you, wala kang pakinabang, you're not important, nobody loves you, wala kang pagasa, hindi ka makakatapos, ganyan ka lang, makakasakit ka, mahirap ka. And all of these things are not really true. Somehow, somewhere, naniwala si Andre. Naniwala siya ng lie. He must have believed the lie. Na pabigat ka lang sa pamilya, wala kang... Uh, Pakinabang, nobody cares about you. And is that really true? No, it's not true. A thousand people showed up at St. Peter's without any invitation, without any promotions. Thousand people he get nagmamahal kay Andre. If only he believed the truth, but Satan is a liar. And he's lying. Lie, lie, lie. Everything he says, everything ng mga suggestions niya sa'yo are lies. You got to know your enemy. He's lying to you. Wala siyang actual power to harm you. Jesus said, I've given you authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. To trample on the snakes and scorpions. And yung mga Satan and serpent and his demons. And, and nothing will harm you. He cannot harm you, but he can lie to you. He's a liar, number one. Number two, Satan is a thief. Isang magnanakaw. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes. Comes into your life to steal to kill and destroy. To steal your destiny. Marami pang tapat gawin si Andre sa buhay na ito. Marami siyang ma-influence. You know, thousand people, I believe many people were influenced by him. Even in this church, he's a cell group leader. Meron siyang mga dini disciple. And people are encouraged and blessed by him. The, the children even. So many people, gulat sila. Masayahin siyang tao. Ba't ginawa niya yun? They can't believe it. Let me tell you something. Satan wants to steal away your destiny. Satan wants to steal your inheritance, your, your, the God's best for your life. Kung sino man nahulog sa kasalanan, you believe the lie so that Satan can steal what God wanted to give you. You know, maybe a, a, a girl fell into... Uh, uh, immorality, fornication, Satan wanted just to steal your happy marriage in the future. See? Maybe uh, Satan wanted to steal your joy. Sang magnanako. He steals away your, even your money. Satan wants to steal your hope. 
Ito lang way. Wala nang, ito lang makikita kong way. Wala akong, wala akong pangasa. Satan wants to steal your hope. Satan will steal, kill, and destroy in your life. He's a liar. He's a thief. Number three, Satan hates you. He hates you. It's not your fault, but dapat alam mo, there is an enemy that hates everything about you. He hates that you're a Christian. He hates that you're still alive. He hates that you have a future, you have a destiny. Dahil ikaw ay naging anak ng Diyos, hindi siya, hindi niya akalain ang human, ang mga mankind would become, kasi ang alam niya is, sasama sa kanya eh. At yun din ang ginawa ni Adam and Eve, sumama sa kanya, sumangaayon sa kanya, nag-join sa forces. Hindi niya akalain that Jesus Christ would take away the war between God and man. That Jesus Christ would not only take away the sin, but make man and us God's friends and God's children. So He hates you because of that. Number four, Satan is a murderer. Sabi sa John 8.44, He was a murderer from the beginning. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to murder you, wants to take away your life. Number five, Satan has a, me- a message for you. Ang kanyang mensahe, ang kanyang naisin, impart sa'yo is rejection. Satan rejects you and he wants you to reject yourself. Sinong takot sa rejection? Sinong minsan na that's the thing you don't want? Kaya hindi ka nag, uh, nagiging comfortable sa ibang environments kasi takot ka sa baka ma-reject nga ako dito. Maybe katulad ng rejection naranasan ko sa tatay, maybe Ganon din ang rejection na mararanasan ako sa church o sa school o sa work. People have that fear of rejection. Hindi ako belong. And Satan is always lying to you and rejecting you. Pag-usapan natin mamaya kung ano yung ginagawa ni God. Okay? Number six, Satan is angry. Galit siya. Galit na galit siya sa'yo. Galit siya sa, 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 sa sarili niya. Galit siya sa buong mundo. He's just angry. Diba, I, I talk about this the other, the other weeks, that when you have fear, it turns into anger. And anger turns into hate. And hate really manifests in murder. So Satan is angry. Number seven, Satan is the accuser. Kuhan niyo lahat, seven na yan. Satan is the accuser. The Bible says in Revelations chapter 12, in verse 10, that day and night, around the clock, 24 hours a day, he is accusing the brothers and sisters in Christ. Pinapoint out niya, hina-highlight niya yung mga faults mo. He's accusing you of everything you've done. Accusing you, some of it, may kabasihan ng truth. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Nagkamali tayo, but others is, is, is just lies, accusing you. Di ka tunay na kristyano, hypocrite ka, ganyan ka. Wala ka nang, wala nang pinagbago sa'yo. Accusing you, finding faults, pointing out all of your mistakes and exaggerating that to God. In Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1, 
Satan was there. Dumating siya sa presensya ng Panginoon. Andiyan dyan mga angels ni God. Ito yung isang uh, anak ng Diyos na Joshua the high priest. Oo, nakamali siya. Even though he was a high priest, meron din siya mga kasalanan. He has sinned and Satan was right there accusing Joshua right in front of all the angels of God. Pinapahiyan niya, accusing him of his mistakes. Ang ginagawa ni Satan is always accusing you. Satan is like a snake in the Bible, a snake, a serpent, and a lion. Lion na may roar. Pero wala naman siya magagawa. He's just using intimidation. He's using fear. He's using yung kaba. And Satan is a counterfeit lion. Ang tunay na leon sa Biblia is the lion of Judah, Jesus Christ. And Satan is a serpent. He's called the serpent. The serpent from the old. Uh, and the snake wants to get in your mind. At maglalagay siya ng, uh, he wants to put poison in your mind. Poison of emotions like fear, worry, hurt, disappointment, lust, envy, galit. At lahat na kanyang basura, nice niya itanim sa iyong pag-iisip. So I want to just share with you na kung saan nangyayari ang gera na ito. The battle is right here between your two ears. <laughs> the battleground happens in our mind. Okay, That's the threshold. That's where it starts. Because if we believe a lie, then we will sabotage our own destiny. The truth, however, sets a person free. Kaya dito ho sa mind. Be very, very careful. Because the Bible says that Satan is seeking someone who he can devour. Which means there's someone that he cannot devour. Ba? There's yung devourers. He's gonna eat you. He will, he will just, he'll gobble you up. No? So there are some people that Satan cannot devour. I want to be a not devourable person. He cannot devour you unless you let him devour you. He cannot, he's looking for someone who he can devour. Establish yourself in truth so that you're not devourable. Get yourself planted so that you're flourishing, not devourable. Alright, so let's go to this. I want to share with you what Satan does. Yung pito na nabanggit ko is who he is. This is what he does. Number one, he traps. He sets a trap. Itong ginagawa ni Satan, naglalagay siya ng trap. Everybody say, trap. Alam yung characteristic ng isang trap. The characteristic of a trap is, number one, nakatago. Hindi mo alam. It's, you don't see the trap. A good trap should be camouflage. A good trap is hidden and you don't see it coming. You will be blindsided. Kumbaga, y- yung blind spot, doon na, na, nahuhulog ka sa trap. Wala namang trap na nakalagay doon, malapit doon is uh, signboard, you know, with arrow. Trap. To the trap. This way. <laughs> diba? To trap. This way. So follow the line. The trap does not have an announcement that it's a trap. The fact that it's a trap means it's, it's in disguise. And 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4 said that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 
And look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 26. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 26. <clears throat> Can we read that? Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. There's a trap. The devil has a trap. And the trap, number one, is something that you don't see it. The second characteristic of a trap is there's always a bait. Naglalagay ng something doon. Ako dati, ako mahilig mag-trap ng mga hayop, mga wild cats, squirrels, or different kinds of rabbits. And ang dapat gawin doon is maglagay ka ng something na attractive doon sa hinuhuli mo. Should be attractive. Like, it's, it's called a bait. So if you're a, uh, a mouse, if you're trying to catch a mouse, we, we used to put there cheese. Ako, nina microwave ko pa para, you know, medyo... I really do that. I put the cheese in the microwave so it will melt and it has a smell. And some, most of the time, I usually just eat it first before giving it to the... Because it's, you know, nasasarapan ako. Bahala na yung mouse, sa akin to. But if you're trying to trap a, a, a cat, what, what can you use as a bait? Fish. You know, if you're trying to trap a monkey... Sino mahilig sa saging dito? Yeah. Okay. So, if you if you're trying to if 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 Satan is making a trap for a woman, a single woman, what kind of bait will he use? A rich, good-looking man. Right? Something that he knows is your weak spot. Something he knows is the, the area na kilitimo yung yung weakness mo na it's attractive to you. It looks good. It looks like God's will. Praise God. Answered prayer. This is the man. If Satan is trapping a, 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 a man, a straight man, <laughs> he will put a good-looking girl. Kung ano yung katype niya? Kung ang type niya is yung mataba, hindi siya maglalagay dyan ng payat. He will put a good-looking, full-bodied woman there. Okay, whatever is yung, yung attractive sa'yo. Maybe it's the, the, the concept of financial security. You know, if, and that's the bait. It doesn't look wrong. Wala namang sama, walang masama na kumita eh. Pero maglalagay siya ng something attractive doon. Maybe the, 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 the proposition that this will be your security. This will be your pleasure. Masarap ito. Satan puts a trap there. Number two, the thing that Satan does is he blinds people. Pinapabulag ng tao. Now look, look at this. What part of your body could go blind? I know, your, your, your eyes, right? But look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. The God of this world has blinded... Is it the eyes? No, the blinded the mind of those who don't believe. As a result, they don't see the light or the truth bah, of the good news about Christ. You know, Satan's work in our lives is to set a trap. A trap you don't see and a trap that has an attractive bait. Number two, that Satan's work in our lives is to blind us in our mind. Para hindi mo maintindihan, hindi mo makikita, 
hindi mo mauanan. You, 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 for example, an unbeliever who doesn't yet have a relationship with Christ would come here, nakakarinig siya ng message, yung, yung word of God, and after the service, wala lang. Makalimutan ka agad. Anong oras ang lunch? Tara na. Question, how many of you remember what was the word last week? Expect more. Buti na lang, hindi na kawa na. Buti, God did, uh, God did not let the bird take away the word. You know, when you get a word, the Bible says you get a bird. The bird represents Satan. Kasi yung word of God, parang seed yun eh. When that seed falls onto your heart, comes into your mind, ajajan din yung, yung ibon, no? Sabi ni, ni Jesus in the parable of the four kinds of soil, that the the bird will come doon sa matigas na heart, kung matigas ang heart mo, for whatever reason, the bird will just eat that seed. Bago siya, ayaw niya na tumubo yan. Ayaw niya na mag- maging fruitful yung, yung seed na yan. So the bird will come and eat that and take away that word. So you'll forget it. And the devil wants that the word of God will not be in your heart. So he's going to try to blind your mind and steal away the word. Because when you got the Bible, when you got the word of God in your memory, in your mouth, it becomes a very good tool. Ito ay nagiging binghe. It grows. Uh, we get faith actually from hearing the word of Christ. So, anong number one? Ginagawa niya? Trap. Anong gina- number two? Ginagawa niya? Blinding. Not just the physical eyes, but putting a blinder in the mind. And number three, and this is very important. Listen to me. Satan will speak. He's going to speak to you. Okay? Hindi mo akalain na every day, there are three voices that you are hearing. You are hearing the voice of God. Because actually, even before you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Now, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. But even before you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. His, his, his word is there trying to convict you of your sin, trying to convince you that you need salvation. Okay? But when you become a Christian, then the Holy Spirit is convicting you that you're righteous. But the devil is convicting you that you're still a sinner. So ito ang ginagawa ng devil. He speaks to you. But when he speaks to you, hindi siya napapahalata. In English, it means he does not make it obvious that that voice is his. Because the three voices you might hear is the voice of God, the voice of the devil, and your own, your own voice. You can talk to yourself. Diba? Kausapan mo ang sarili mo ngayon. Shh, not too loud. Diba? Hindi naman kailangan maingay. You can talk to yourself. I'm going to eat lunch. You can talk to yourself. God speaks to you and the devil can speak to you. But the devil does not want, lalo na tayo mga Kristiyano, listen, the devil does not want na mahalata na he's speaking. Probably if I said to you, the devil is speaking to you, you might say, no, wala naman akong naririnig. Because you don't hear the voice of the devil sa iyong tenga. It's not like in the movies na, you know, exorcist and what, na nagsasalita yung demon-possessed, na dalawa, tatlo, iba-ibang boses, tapos, thus says the devil. 
Alam niya, if he talks to you like that, he knows that you will easily just rebuke that. Eh. Kasi nakakatakot yan, kinakaba. So, I rebuke that. He knows that a Christian will easily uh, not listen and not believe that voice. So, the strategy of the devil is to make it not so obvious. How? Well, let's go back to eighth high school or grade school grammar. What does it mean if I said uh, pronoun? Bigyan mo ako ng example of a pronoun. You, I, she, they. Okay, sa Tagalog naman. Ako, ikaw, siya, ka, sila, kanila, sa akin. Okay, those are pronouns. So when we talk in conversations, we always use pronouns. Di po ba? And if I'm talking to you, I will say, you look so good this morning. Okay? I'll pick you up at 6 o'clock. Let's go there with them. We will meet her at this place. So when, when we talk, we use pronouns. When I talk to you, I'll probably talk to you like, ikaw. I will not say, uh, hi, what's your name? I will not say, hi, what's my name? Very... But when the devil speaks to you, this is one of his strategies. Madalas, ginagawa niya ito. Kinakausap niya, kinakausap ka niya in a first-person pronoun. He's using a, a, a very sneaky trick. He will talk to you using I, me, ako, sa akin, imbis na ikaw. He's the one talking to you. Sasabihin niya, imbis na wala kang pagasa. Ang sasabihin niya is, wala akong pag-asa. Walang nagmamahal sa'yo, pero hindi yan ang word na sasabihin niya. Ang lalabas sa iyong pag-iisip is, walang nagmamahal sa akin. Hindi ka tunay na kristyano. Which in fact, it's a lie. Kasi everything the devil says is a lie. Hindi ka tunay na kristyano. So, but what you hear in your thought life is, Hindi ako tunay na kristyano. Magpagkunyari ako. Wala akong pakinabang. My parents reject me. When in fact, dapat, ang narinig mo is, your parents have rejected you. And then, pero pag halata yun eh, you can say, no, that's not true. Come on, get out of my life, devil. But when you think, when you're deceived, and you think that word came from your own heart, kung ang akala mo is tunay na feelings mo, tunay na, na ikaw ang author of that thought, of that word, then it lends credibility. You will think that's credible. That's really how I feel. That's me. That's my thoughts. So, aakuin mo ang lie. You will, you will embrace it. And when you hear it and believe it and embrace it, then it becomes yours. Sa umpisa, it was not yours. Hindi ako yun. Dumaan lang sa aking pag-iisip, parang illegal movie showing. And that's not me. Hindi naman ako ang nag-iisip na ganun. Maybe if a person would kill himself, he would probably hear this word. Just do it. Just kill. Wala. Just kill. Just jump. Just do it. Nobody loves me. This is the only way. And maririnig mo yung mga lies na yan. Hello? Mga lies. Na hindi naman galing sa inside, hindi naman galing sa'yo, galing sa labas, mga foreigners, mga illegal words. 
na dapat i-cancel pero hindi na ha, hindi na papahalata si Satan sa kanyang ginagawa. So he's talking to us. It says in Romans 7:23, I discover something fighting where against my mind. I discovered something fighting against my mind and it makes me a prisoner of sin that controls everything I do. Diba? So ano gagawin natin? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, Take every thought captive to obey Christ. Take every thought captive. Even the thoughts na akala mo came from yourself. Minsan, mahirap din ma-distinguish. But you say, that thought, kung saan ang galing yun, that's from the devil, or even that's from what, basta, that thought does not align sa salita ng Diyos. Kung hindi siya align, kung hindi siya sumasangayon sa Word of God, then I have to take that, co- that thought captive. You're under arrest. You thought now you're ugly. You thought that you're poor. You thought na makakasakit. I arrest you in Jesus' name. That does not describe who I am in the Bible. That does not describe what I can do. Ayon sa salita ng Diyos. So you have to take every thought captive and make it obey the Word of Christ. The third, the fourth thing that the devil does is he pushes you or makes you fall from grace. Everybody say fall from grace. He wants you to fall from grace because the grace of God is how we get saved. Ephesians 2 verse 8, you're saved by grace through faith. Now listen to me very carefully. You do not fall from grace when you commit sins. You, in fact, when you commit sins, you actually fall into grace. Kaya may grace eh. That's what grace is for. To remove your sin. So it's not committing sin that makes you fall from God's grace. As we sin, that's, that's the occasion where we actually fall into the bottomless, super abundant grace of God that saves us from our sins. Right? That's very biblical, mga kapatid. How, so how do you fall from grace? You fall from grace when Satan pushes a guilt trip on you. A guilt trip. Na, nagkasala ka na naman. Punong-puno na si God sa'yo sa ginagawa mo. Punong-puno na siya. Tama na yan. That's one too many sins. That was it. God doesn't like you anymore. Galit na ang Diyos sa'yo. So, you fall from grace when you believe the lie that you're guilty. When you believe the lie that your sin is nakakahigit. If, your sin, if you believe that your sin is greater than God's grace, that's falling from, away from His grace instead of falling into His grace. You know, we all sins. God knows that. He has provided a propitiation. He has provided a way to atone and deal with our sins. It's the grace of God. God knows that before you sin, before you ask for sin, nakahanda na yung solution. So you don't, you, sh- you should nev- never fall away from it, but fall into it. You understand? Does that help anybody? Come on. Don't walk around. If you're a believer in Christ, there is a solution already paid. The penalty is paid for your sin. Don't fall away from God's grace. Stay on God's grace. Kapit sa ng Dios. Use the gift of grace. 
every time you need it. For me, it's daily. The saving grace, the sustaining grace, the, the daily grace, the grace to do and be what He wants me to do and be. Once you believe the devil's lie and you believe that, well, I had too many sins. My sin is too bad. You know, even death, even murder, even suicide, even the biggest, worst sins that you've committed is not able to go higher and more powerful than God's grace. Ang ginawa ni Jesus doon sa cross is greater than any sin that you've ever committed. So don't ever fall away from God's grace. That the devil wants you to fall away from it. Because kung, if mamuhay ka ng years and years and years with a guilt trip, y- hindi ka mapapakita sa church. Mafa-forfeit ka ng fellowship and all of the spiritual growth na dapat mang- mangyari sa buhay mo. Your prayer life will be hindered. Because instead of, you know, he who has, has been forgiven much, loves much. Instead of you falling head over heels in love with the Lord, you will actually avoid Him because of the guilt. Falling away from grace is the devil's strategy. So we know who He is. We know what He does. Let me share with you what we can, how we can overcome, how we can beat Him. Number one, you're not alone in the battle. You're not alone in the battle. In, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, and the don't see Elisha, kasama ng kanyang servant and they were actually surrounded by yung mga kalaban nila and kinakabaan na yung kanyang servant na nako patay <laughs> lagot tayo dito ano magagawa na and Elisha said don't worry the number of those who are with us is greater than those who are with them our side is bigger our side is more powerful our god is stronger than any other and higher, di ba? So, Elisha prayed because ang mata ng kanyang servant ay yung, yung pag-iisip niya blinded eh. So, Elisha prayed that God open his eyes para makita niya yung tunay, yung katotohanan dito in the spiritual world. Sa physical na mata, oo, ang dami yung mga kalaban with, with all their swords and ready to kill them. But in the spirit, in the truth, a higher reality when his eyes were open nakita niya ang dami pala angels warring angels surrounding them mga kapatid greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world you have to understand the battle belongs to the lord it's really not your fight anymore when you received christ that war was over now you just got to stand and enforce the truth so the battle belongs to the Lord. Uh, you're not alone. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says that there's a, a huge crowd of witnesses all around us. It says a huge crowd, a large crowd of witnesses around us. Let us rid everything that gets in the way, the sin that holds onto us so tightly. And let us run with determination the race that lies before us. Verse 2, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, okay, on whom our faith depends. Another version says, He's the author of your faith. 
and the finisher of your faith. Even the faith you need, hindi manggagaling sa sarili mo. It comes as a gift. He's the author of that faith. So you're not alone. Jesus is with you. You know, church is with you. If you ever get depressed and start, and you can't open up, you can't share it with your cell group, you can't come to a Christian leader and say, I need prayer, I need encouragement. Mga kapatid, this should not be. Huwag mong isarili ang burden, ang problema mo. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, we got to bear one another's burdens. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, Look after each other. Look after each other. So that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Receive grace and remove bitterness. He says, watch out for, you know, let's, tulong, tulong, let's take care of each other in this church, in this house. And let's see to it that you always, I'm going to see to it that you always receive God's grace. Not guilt trip, not defeat, not lie. I'm going to speak to you the grace of God. The grace of God is so powerful. We're saved by grace. And I'm going to, I'm going to check you. You check me. Make sure that no root of bitterness gets in our heart. No offense. Saktan. You know? Tampo. Samang loob. Anything that could create a, a plant of bitterness. Hindi na kailangan yun eh. Sabi niya, it, it gives a lot of trouble to so many people. Kaya, yung iba nawala sa church because of bitterness. Nasaktan. Malit na bagay. And they sabotage years of ministry, years of serving God, years of fellowship and love. Don't waste your inheritance. You're not alone. Okay? Number two, how to overcome and beat the devil is don't fight for victory. Fight from victory. Actually, you don't have to beat the devil. He's already beat. <laughs> you, you, but, we, but we do fight, and it's called a good fight of faith. So how do you fight? With faith. Believing that the devil's defeated already. So you don't fight for your victory. You fight from a position of victory. Victory is already your starting position. You just enforce that. You just hold your ground. You just stand your ground. It says over in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, Be strong in the Lord, relying on His mighty strength. Put on... Be strong in the Lord. Let's read it together. Come on. Be strong in the Lord, relying on His mighty strength. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the devil's 
strategies. You just got to stand firm against those strategies. Na, na, nabanggit ko kanina na ilan na mga strategies niya. And you know who he is, and you're not unaware of his strategies or his schemes. So be strong in the Lord and rely on his strength. Okay? Is that truth? Is that light? You're already in a position of victory. Fight the good fight of faith from that position. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. You were, where is past tense, right? You were dead because of your sins. And because of your sinful, your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Which means now it is cut away. Your sinful nature is dead and cut away. But before it was not. So he's saying, then God made you alive with Christ he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers, the devil, and authorities, demons, and He shamed them publicly by His victory over them on the cross. You're not fighting for a victory. You're fighting already from a, of a, a position of victory. You stand firm in the truth. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Spiritual young men, spiritual young women, you're strong because you're strong in the Lord. The Word of God lives in you. You didn't let the bird get the Word. Shang tumubo and it produces roots of commitment and, and, and truth. The Word of God is the light, a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. The Word of God is a sword that just easily cuts the head off of the demons. Every time you speak the Word of God. That's how Jesus overcame the devil. When he was tempted, he just quoted the Word of God. Now, what mo isipin na Jesus was easily tempted because, I mean, madali lang yun eh. Because thus said the devil, no? Jesus was tempted just like you. Just like me. Satan put traps for him too. But he spoke the Word of God and overcame. The Bible says the devil went away from him and left him alone for a season. And you got to consistently speak the Word of God. Okay, and then Revelations chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. This one's a very popular verse, but let's read this carefully. Revelations chapter 12. This whole chapter 12 talks about a war. The Bible says, Then I saw, see, see John, sa kanyang vision, Then I saw a war in the heavens. Okay? And this is talking about this devil that was cast down already. He's defeated already. He could not get uh, Mother Mary. He could not get baby Jesus. He, he could not understand why Jesus was dying. Akala niya, yan ang victory niya. If, Jesus, if the devil knew that would be the way we're saved, he would never have killed the, the Lord of glory. But in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Then the one, aking them, this is the devil again, accusing them, they around the clock, day and night, in the presence of our God. Alam mo, I, I just believe that, kasi itong, mga, itong kamatayan ni, ni Andre, happens 
in the dark, late at night, early morning. And most of the domestic violence, drug abuse, fornication, adultery, um, drunkenness, fighting, murder, stealing, most of the works of the devil happens after dark. Napansin niyo ba? I mean, it's not exclusive, but ang dami nangyayari at the middle of the night. Ibig sabihin, the devil does not sleep. He does not go on a, a break. He's working, trying to destroy people's lives day and night. Accusing you, even in your dreams, when you wake up in the morning, accusing you, lying to you, day and night. Kaya sabi ko sa mga leaders dito sa church na SFCC, sabi ko, if the devil is working 24 hours a day and he's open with his work, I think the church should also be open 24 hours a day. We need to, we need to be open. We need to have a, a, house, a place of prayer, a place of refuge. Na when people have problems, may takbuhan, may, may refuge. Pag may mga people uh, in crisis, People in strong temptation, there's a place they can go. There's a place they can receive the Word of God. 24-hour praise and worship coming from the speakers. A, a person that will pray for you and encourage you. Okay? We need a night shift, mga kapatid. Please put that in your heart. Someday, that's my dream. That's my vision for this church. That we have uh, spirit-filled Christians even in the night shift, the great graveyard shift, no? Sa madaling araw hanggang morning. But that's what the devil's doing, day and night. Put the scriptures back on, Revelations 12. It says, day and night in the presence of our God. And, but guess what? He has been thrown out. And the next verse says, they won, tayo naman, won the victory over him because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and another one is they did, didn't love their lives so much that they refused to give it up. We can overcome and we have overcome the work of Satan because of the blood of Jesus. Sa kanyang kamatayan ang ginawa niya sa cross, that is our assurance that our sins will be forgiven. The punishment for our sins is in, paid for by the blood of Jesus. And number two, how we're going to overcome the devil is when we open our mouth and speak a word of testimony. A word of what God has done in our lives. Tuwing na nakakapagsabi, nakakapagshare ng iyong testimony, it's like, boom! Another black eye for Satan. It's like, boom! Uppercut! Pow! You know, I like to see that no mga Batman na merong parang cartoons now. Wapam! <laughs> Wapow! And tuwing na when you speak out about Jesus, when you tell a word about your testimony, when you take the word of God on these papers, but but put it put it on your lips, let it come out of your voice box. That renders Satan powerless in that situation. I am healed by the blood of Jesus. 
You know, his plan was to make you sick and to put a lot of diseases and things on you. But you said, you said, the word of my testimony is, by Jesus' stripes, I have been healed. So, boom, another black eye. You overcome that sickness because of that word. I am rich and have all my needs provided. Bam! Whatever na binabalak ni Satan to destroy your finances, to destroy your, your, your joy, it will be overcome. He, can, he, he is overcome because you're testifying. Nagits nyo ba? Man, don't take this lightly. Practice testifying. That's your strong arm. And the third one says they didn't love their lives too much. Ibig sabihin, when you give away your life, you overcome the devil. His strategy is to let you live a lifestyle of selfishness, self-centeredness, protecting your own rights, working f- towards your own uh, selfish needs and you know, y- y- looking out for your future, looking out for your own, and bala sila sa buhay. But when you give away your life, it overcomes the devil. Wala siya magawa to a self-sacrificing life. Because Jesus said, if you try to keep your life you want to keep it and protect your rights and protect your pride and your ego. So you try to keep your life, you actually will lose it. But when you give up your life, you know, tinatabi mo ang sarili mong rights and kagustuhan, but you, you just give away your life for God and for others. He says, then when you do that, you will find true life. Those are how we can overcome. Marami pa, pero yun lang. No? And we need to intercede and pray for our friends, our brothers, our, our, the intercede for the lost. We need to pray. A lot of things we need to do. Uh, Psalms chapter 116, verse 15. Medyo mabigat yung nangyari kay Andre. And the Bible says that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His faithful ones. The Lord looks at what happened and he says this is not hindi basta basta ito that's not a statistic ang nangyari doon kay Andre that's precious in my sight and God loves his children so much and he loves you Andre because the question came to me may nag text sa akin is he saved? ligtas ba siya? maliligtas ba ang isang nag suicide and let me share with you why I think first of all the, the short answer is yes but let me tell, tell you why there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation you cannot deserve it you cannot contribute to what Jesus did on the cross and then yung kamatay ni Jesus plus my efforts equals my salvation we are saved because God gave us a gift of salvation. Inaulit ko, ang kaligtasan ay isang gift, not a reward. Iba yun eh. God also is a rewarder and He gives rewards, but salvation is not a reward. Salvation is a gift. And you did nothing to earn it, so you can actually do nothing to to jeopardize it. It's a secured uh, status that God gives you because He wants to give it to you. 
If there's anyone here today has not yet received the gift of salvation, your sins washed away. You don't have to earn that. God wants to give it to you as a gift. It's grace. It's free. Now, Andre lost his inheritance. He lost God's best for his earthly life. Nawala sa kanya yung destiny na nakahanda para sa kanya. A future of great influence, a future of great ministry and service and many crowns and many rewards that would be stockpiled in heaven for him. He did lose big. Don't get me wrong. He lost a lot. But he did not lose the love of God. The acceptance of God. Because of Christ. And the salvation package. The salvation that was a gift. Hindi babawiin ang Diyos It says in Romans 8 verse 1, there's no, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I know I baptized him to Christ, so I know he's in Christ Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, verse 33, look at this one. It says, Who dares accuse us, whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Move your lips a little bit. Let's read this together. Come on, it's the word of God on your lips. Word of God on my lips is good for me. Word of God on your lips is great for you too. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, did you get that? Death? Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears today, for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can ever separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is that very clear or what? Very clear. It cannot be. Ang love ng Dios ay isang gift and He will not take it back. The devil is a liar. And, and you know, before I end this topic, kasi ayokong na, ayokong matapos ang topic nito na bida si devil. That he's the hero. 
I don't want to magnify the devil. I don't want to put so much uh, glory on his uh, person and what he can do. I, I want to magnify Jesus. I want to tell you who Jesus is, what he can do. So going back to our first list, na kung sino si devil, let's go back to that. Balikan natin yung pitong uh, na characteristics of the devil. Number one, he's a liar. Di po ba? Well, tatanungin ko sa inyo is, do you think God is the same? A little bit different? Or totally the opposite? You know, the strategy of the devil is always a mirror image opposite of who God is and what God does. So if the devil is a liar, Jesus said, I am the truth. See The truth, the light of the world. If the devil, we said, I know you number two, the devil is a thief, magnanako. What is Jesus? He's a giver of life. Jesus said, I have come to give life. You know, he's a thief to steal. But I've come to give life that's full and abundant. The devil hates you, right? Well, how about God? He loves you with an everlasting love. Number four, the devil is a murderer, right? Well, what, is, what do you think is God? He's not a murderer. Jesus said in John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Nor and no one can snatch them out of my hand. The devil's a murderer. He wants to kill you. But Jesus said, I give you eternal life and no one can snatch you out of my hand. Okay, number five. The message of the devil is rejection. Do you know what the message of God for you is? I've accepted you in the beloved. You are accepted. Righteousness is the, the it's like this. It's the thumbs up of God to, about you. You know what I mean? You know, it's like that. You know, good job, good job, you know. I reject what you did. I reject you. Down. Disapprove. God doesn't do this to you. I want to just watch my hand. This is God's message to you. I accept you. See? Now what was number five? That was number six. The devil is angry. But you know Jesus is the prince of peace. Shalom, shalom to you. He's not angry. And God will never be angry with you again. God will correct, but He does not pour out His anger on His children. He already dealt with that on the cross. What God has now is peace, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. The devil is an accuser. We said that kanina, day and night accusing. But what about Jesus? What about, do you think Jesus is like fault finding, looking and watching you every day, waiting for every mistake you make, every failure, everything you say, ah, I'm gonna convict you ang dami mong nagawang kasalanan, hindi ka pa nagbabago, ilang years ka ng kristyano wala naman na nagbabago sa buhay mo, you know, Jesus is not accusing you, that's not the work of Jesus, remember what the devil does is the mirror image opposite of what the Lord does so God is not accusing you. Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father 24 hours a day making inter 
Session. I mean, intercession means He's standing between you and me and God. And He is def- not accusing, but defending you. He's boosting you. He's, he's telling God all the good things that you've done. He's, if kumbaga sa courtroom, He's your defending attorney. At kung sino mang nakipag-isa kay Kristo, is bagong nila lang. You know, that even before tinanggap mo si Jesus, it, when we receive Christ, He comes into our heart. But did you know that even before you received Jesus into your heart, He already received you into His heart. He even got a hole in His hand to prove it. He received you, He accepted you as a fallen man. So when, when, it, when the devil is accusing you, he cannot just accuse you independently. He has to go through Jesus. Jesus defending you. Maybe a lot of people have accused you and no one stood with you. But Jesus is standing not just with you, in you, and you in Him. And He's defending you all the way. Praying for you even. You cannot lose, mga kapatid, with Christ in you, the hope of your glory. Manalangin po tayo. Let's pray. God, thank you for being so mighty and powerful in this cosmic war that you have won and we believe that you are still winning and you will enforce that victory in our lives. I know it's so hard. Minsan kapag may mga tragedy, mga calamity, gipitan and things that we don't understand with our mind, but give us, Lord, a revelation. Give us an understanding kung sino yung kalaban and, and what is his nature, what is his characteristic. He's a liar, a thief, a murderer. He hates us. He's rejecting us. He's galit. He's an accuser. But we know now who he is. We know what he does with his traps and his lies, with his deception. And Lord, we believe that we overcome him because of the blood of Jesus. Because we testify about your goodness and we lay down our lives so we will not be overcome by Him. He cannot devour us. So we thank you, Lord, that you're our God. You're the truth. You're the life, the way, and we would come to the Father through you. Jesus, we adore you. We accept you. Kung sino man nandito, and as I said kanina, hindi ka pa nakatanggap ng gift of salvation. You, all you have to do is receive that gift. Jesus has already accepted you. You got to accept Him now. Are you willing? Handa ka ba na tanggapin si Jesus? Then you say this, sumangayon dito, na Jesus, I accept you. Narin, tinatanggap kita sa puso ko, sa buhay ko. Hugasin mo ako sa lahat ng kasalanan ko. I know you did that already. Tinatanggap ko ang iyong salvation na gift. I treasure that gift. Help me, Lord, to stand in a position of victory and to fight this good fight of faith. My battle belongs to you and I will stand with you and you with me. We will win. We will overcome depression, overcome poverty and sickness and, and sin. 
will overcome temptations and all the power of the enemy in our lives will stand as victors even in the worst thing that might happen panalo pa rin panalo pa rin because you have redeemed us and won us on the cross thank you for your glorious victory thank you for making that very practical in our lives we honor and adore and respect and thank you and praise you in Jesus name amen amen We hope you enjoyed listening to today's teaching from Tim Warden. For more life-changing audio and video teaching resources, call the San Fernando Christian Community at area code 072-700-2700 or browse www.christian.com.ph. If you are in the La Union area, visit us along Ortega Highway, Santiago Norte, San Fernando City.